Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded July 1st, 2021. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we take a look at the historical playbook around Fed tapering and hiking and what it means for our U.S. equity market outlook. The big things you need to know? First, we've moved into the flattening camp on multiples as Fed rate hikes, where the timetable has been pulled forward, are historically a headwind for forward PEs. Second, while we don't think these trades are done playing out yet, we do think Fed tapering and hikes and the cooling off of economic growth that's already anticipated for 2023 put a potential expiration date on the rotation into value, cyclicals, and small caps. We are maintaining our overweights on cyclical sectors along with our preferences for value over growth and small cap over large cap for now, as it seems far too early to flip the switch on these trades given the valuation room that we see in each of them but we don't disagree with the idea of narrowing these biases a bit in anticipation of an eventual reversal. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major providers. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it to help others find the show. Now let's jump into the details. Takeaway number one, our thoughts on the stock market's PE multiple where we've moved into the flattening camp. We have recently moved up our S&P 500 EPS forecasts to 192 for 2021 and 216 for 2022, but there's been no change in our 4325 S&P 500 target price for 2021. With our new EPS forecast, our numbers imply that the S&P 500 will end the year at a 20 times PE multiple based on 2022 EPS, up marginally from the 19.56 times PE that we believe the index ended 2020 with based on 2021 EPS numbers. We think this makes sense with Fed rate hikes on the horizon and the timetable being pulled forward, along with the possibility that investors will start pricing in hikes ahead of actual liftoff. We've recently taken some time to review the historical playbook around tapering and hikes. One of the lessons is that the S&P 500's aggregate or top-down PE stumbles more often than not when the Fed is hiking rates. When we calculate the PE on next full year of EPS, the equivalent of today's pricing on full year 2022 EPS, we find that the multiple flattened or chopped around during the rate hikes of the mid-1990s ahead of the financial crisis and in 2017-2018. Previously, we'd argued that the P.E. might expand a little this year to more than 21 times, commensurate with the growth in the size of the Fed's balance sheet that we've been seeing, since the market multiple has been trending with the size of the Fed's balance sheet in recent years. But with the tapering timeline pulled forward as well, that no longer seems like a reasonable assumption to us. Moving on to takeaway number two, why we think the Fed and the outlook for economic growth in 2023 may be putting an expiration date on the rotation that's been underway in the market since last fall into cyclicals, value, and small caps. Something else the historical playbook tells us about U.S. equities and the Fed is that cyclicals tend to come under pressure relative to secular growth and classic defensives when the Fed is hiking rates. Value also comes under pressure relative to growth, and small cap tends to come under pressure relative to large cap. I think that's because Fed rate hikes also tend to be a mile marker for the economic cycle. We also tend to see ISM peak when the Fed is tightening. We also tend to see GDP shift to below average levels shortly after hikes conclude. 
And all of the trades I just mentioned tend to move in sync with ISM trends and whether or not the rate of change in GDP is above or below average. On GDP, it's worth noting that consensus forecasts for real GDP are already tracking at 2.3% for 2023, below the 2.5% average, and they've also moved down a little bit recently. I think one of the things that the market is struggling with right now is that with a little more clarity on the Fed's timetable, there's clearly an end in sight for the value rotation if history is any guide. And what the GDP forecasts I just mentioned are also indicating is that by 2023, the GDP backdrop itself may no longer support the cyclical value in small cap trades, regardless of what the Fed does. So it's tempting to just say, let's pull the plug on cyclicals value in small cap right now. But at the same time, the historical playbook also tells us not to get off these trades too early. While growth tends to have an edge during hikes and tapering, value tends to have an edge leading up to them. While small cap tends to experience a major peak relative to large cap during Fed hiking periods and, and tapering as well, small caps also tend to outperform large caps heading into those periods, and sometimes that relative performance peak happens near the end of the tightening period rather than at the beginning. The story is pretty similar for cyclicals' performance relative to defensives and secular growth. Valuations in value, small caps, and cyclicals relative to secular growth are also all still compelling. And the economic runway to support these trades, real GDP well above average levels, is also likely in place through the end of 2022. So our bottom line message in terms of what to do right now is this. Keep the overweights to cyclicals, value, and small cap on for now, but go ahead and narrow them a little bit. In conclusion, I'll just point out that while we're only turning the dial away from the cyclical value trade a little bit today, this is a meaningful move for us. We've been fully on board the reflation train since January. We're not getting off yet, but we are keeping an eye out for the right time to do so. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and please reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.